Hey there, welcome along. It's Damien back with the 9 to 5 Google Daily, this time for September 13th, 2021. But before we dive in, I'd absolutely love it if you could drop a five-star review of this podcast on your platform of choice. It really helps us reach more people and I just flat out appreciate it. But let's get back to our super quick rundown of all the biggest Google-related stories we've been talking about over the past 24 hours. So the assistant driving mode was announced at IO 2019 to replace Android Auto on smartphones. It was supposed to launch that summer, but was delayed quite extensively and is now happening with Android 12. Ahead of that, the home screen UI unveiled over two years ago is now finally appearing in assistant driving mode. Back in November, assistant driving mode launched in Google Maps for US users. That later saw an international expansion with the experience largely confined to the current navigation mode with a large touch-friendly call, notification and media app launcher. As of today, you can just ask your Google Assistant to launch driving mode or even use the more simple Let's Drive and it will launch an Assistant home screen that was previously not available. At the top of the screen is a faux map cover image with Assistant logo in the corner and I'm not driving for you to click if you want to exit. If you have a recent or ongoing trip, you'll get a map card with an ETA. Otherwise, there's a search bar that opens a sheet with recent destinations shortcut to open Google Maps fully and voice entry. Next is the For You media suggestions, which includes things like YouTube, music, podcasts, news, and more, with a tap opening media controls next to that. Depending on whether the aforementioned map is displayed, you'll get a repeat and shuffle option too. At the bottom are your voice command shortcuts, such as send a message and make a call. Like before, assistant input and the app launcher is at the bottom with a toolbar that lets you quickly return to navigation. The assistant driving mode home screen is entirely powered by the Google app, as you can tell when using this from opening the recent multitasking. That said, you'll be spending most of your time in Google Maps, but the home screen is useful if you don't need navigation for a local trip and just want media and voice controls. Compared to the original version, which was announced on stage, it looks less like assistant snapshot. The fact that it's no longer a feed is actually an improvement in that scrolling while driving might not be the safest interface to use. We're seeing this UI live now on Android 12 with the latest Google app beta, which is version 12.35, but not on Android 11 or earlier. This makes sense as Android Auto for phone screens is shutting down in the upcoming Android 12 release. For the past few years, Google has been working on a better together initiative to make the experience of owning an Android phone and Chromebook much more seamless. Integrations today include a prominent phone hub, instant tethering and smart lock and unlock. As we reported in February, the latest feature in this family is codenamed Etcher, and we know a lot more about it thanks to the Android side of things. Google Pixel phones look to be the first devices that can push and mirror apps to Chromebooks. Since at least the Android 12 developer preview won back in February, Google has been working on push. That is a button that you will eventually see in the Android 12 recent screen and is made possible by new app and background services. Behind the scenes, the Android application is being streamlined so that you're essentially dealing with an interactive video feed on Chrome OS for a stream or remote command model that is vaguely similar to Google Stadia. That's the gist of this upcoming feature and it leaves some open questions and it is vaguely similar, as you may know, to handoff in the Apple ecosystem where you can be working on a document on your iPhone and then be prompted to open it up on an iMac. On iOS, iPad and macOS, the native application has to be installed across participating devices. Google seems to be using direct device-to-device -device video streaming as an alternative, 
but that's odd in light of Android apps being available on most modern Chrome OS devices. In theory, it would be much more efficient for Google to just have the Pixel phone send over the current state of an app and have Chromebooks use that push data to just replicate it in an Android app of its own. It would make more sense if a hypothetical Google Doc being worked on your Pixel device just opens on Google Docs on the web as well. That said, it would require a lot for developers to possibly rework their applications to do so. This new method would just stream over a local Wi-Fi network and could be faster than having to first install the corresponding app on the Chrome OS Play Store and doesn't require any additional app development. It's unclear though when this upcoming Google Pixel push capability will launch for Chromebooks, but we'll let you know when we learn some more. With the Pixel 6, Google is ready to invest a lot in the marketing and that has started with the first online ad back on Wednesday, but it's continued the momentum with a Pixel 6 UK ad campaign that sees Google Pixel be the proud sponsor of a new British television show that premiered this week. Channel 4 in the UK is airing adverts for High Life, a four-part black British premium docuality series that on the web directly links to the Pixel 6 page on the Google Store. One of the longer promos sees a gold Pixel 6 Pro in one of the character's hands, and the end slide shows an existing picture, but it does not refer to it by name, rather just the new Google phone. It's unclear if this UK ad was completed early on before the Pixel 6 branding was finalised or whether the Google Phone moniker will be heavily used over the coming months. This is though the first time Google has worked with a UK broadcaster on a branded entertainment-led partnership. For Channel 4, this exclusive deal is the biggest ever. Besides Google Pixel and the phone making an appearance in advertisements, Google has funded a five-part branded entertainment social series and other ads on top. It's pretty unsurprising that Google is emphasizing the camera in these ads though, and it remains to be seen what other features will get directly advertised as the series progresses. And finally, Google One Storage is shared across the various products on your account, including Gmail, Drive, and Photos, but now the latter has stricter storage requirements, more people are looking to pay for plans. Now Google has introduced a five terabyte plan to bridge the $40 gap between tiers. When Google Photos ditched its unlimited compressed storage offering early this year, users in need of storage only had a couple of reasonable plans to turn to. The first was a $1.99 per month 100 gigabyte offering, followed by a 200 gigabyte plan for $2.99 a month. In a poll back in June, most of our readers reported that they were using these two plans. For $9.99 a month though, the two terabyte plan offers significantly more storage and other perks, but for those with even higher storage requirements, the next step up of $49.99 a month for 10 terabytes could easily be out of reach for some. Now Google One is offering a middle ground in a five terabyte plan. The new tier is $24.99 a month, falling directly in line with the pricing of the two terabyte and 10 terabyte offerings. The new plan is also available at $249.99 per year, saving around 17% compared to those monthly payments. The plan comes with all of the same benefits of the two terabyte tier, with 10% back on Google Store purchases, faster access to Google support, family sharing, and a VPN for Android phones. As far as we can tell, this option is widely available to Google account owners. As of today, it's unclear when the option rolled out, but we're confident it's been freshly added over the past few days. So that was a bite-sized overview of all the top news stories of the day. For further insight, you can read all of these stories in full detail and much more over on 9to5google.com. And if you found even a small tidbit of this podcast useful or informative, then why not share it with a friend? It really does help the podcast grow and reach a brand new audience. And if you'd like to take the conversation yet further still, you can find me over on Twitter via at I'm Damon Wild. Be sure to drop me a message. I do love to hear from old and new listeners alike. 
And for more detailed and in-depth news, be sure to subscribe to our long-form Alphabet Scoop podcast, usually available every Wednesday.